Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. Today's guest on the Happiness Hive podcast is such a beautiful, beautiful soul, Maddie Green. I met Maddie only a few months ago and at a business event here in Canberra and we just connected. We just had this kind of magnetic crush on each other. I thought, well, I had a crush on you. Um, And Maddie's since been at the Happiness Hangout. She's been one of our guest speakers and helping women in our community to feel more confident in front of the camera. Maddie is not only a brilliant photographer and videographer, where she has a real passion for capturing the essence of the moment. So whether that's through a wedding or a christening or family events, She's also just very excited, finished her journalism degree and works at a local radio station here as a journalist and a reporter, plus a million other things that we're going to find out about Maddie today. Welcome. How are you? Oh, it's so wonderful to be uh, like, you know, I'm, I'm listening to your podcast all the time. So it's funny to be also on the other end. I'm normally the one asking the questions. So Kath, we're... Uh, it's the roles are reversed and it's um it's funny. <laughs> Is it funny? And Maddie's coming to us. So for those of you that are watching on YouTube, Maddie's got this really funky orange and black background. That's your recording studio, isn't it? Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know what? I've been at work since 4.30 this morning, but by the time I get home, by the time, you know, you, you kind of, once you get home, you kind of remove yourself from the work kind of mindset. Yeah. So I was like, look, I'm going to stay around and you get the beautiful orange plus black recording studio. So it's pretty exciting. It's <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty funky. Yeah. Um, interesting that you said it's that you're normally the one interviewing because that's what you do for your, you, you've been studying that, you've been working in that journalist role. What's the difference? What's sort of going on for you as the being interviewed? Yeah, so yeah, for the last four years, I've done a double degree in film production and journalism. The last four years has basically been building my brand, building my skills and my portfolio. I've been doing exactly what I do right now compared to what I do now that I've graduated. But there's just a little, I don't know, there's this there's this energy that's different. It's you don't have the safety barrier of uni mm. or so yeah, it's I'm I'm looking forward to Christmas and having a break, that's for sure. So that's being four years with a double degree and a pretty yeah. full on degree and building your business. Can I ask you, Maddie, how old you are? Yeah. So and I find it really funny talking about age sometimes yeah. because Age is a particular thing of age experience and whether they correlate mm. and whether they, mm. it's, I guess, maybe a judgment that comes with age. Mm. Um, 
But I've been working hard for the last four years and I am 22. So finished school, went on a gap year and that kind of unraveled. I had deferred my degree, but I wasn't sure whether I was going to stay in Canberra or go somewhere else. Very lucky that I did stay in Canberra because of that thing called COVID. Yeah. Um, would have had to, you know, bring me back here anyway. So yeah kind of my gap year kind of led me to where I am now so so I'm really glad I did do that and always been a very much a go-getter but at the same time there's you know I'm learning and I also have to take in yeah the journey of learning as well which sometimes I'm like no I don't have time for that but it's okay (laughs) you know like you (laughs) you know what I mean like I yeah And and the reason I asked your age is really just to help the listeners in perspective of what stage of life you're at and you finished your degree and you are a go-getter. Like I I met you and it's, and to me, that's not even an age thing. That's an approach to life thing. So Mm. you've achieved a lot already in your years that you've been here. Mm -hmm. So you went to school here in Canberra or? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So Canberra, I'm a Maroochee girl. I'll say that. I'm proud. I love I love Maroochee. Um, That's so, one of the schools here in Canberra. That's yeah. a, a local school in Canberra. Well-known school. Yes, should be. Yeah, proud. so all Catholic girls school um, here. And I feel like that probably did bring me to where I am a lot. I had a lot of, it was a lot about empowerment and independence, but teamwork at the same time. So, yeah, always been I'm very very much a leader as well so you know went out and got extra experience in little programs I'll shout out the girls leadership program which I did in grade 10 and 12 uh, 10 11 12 and that really set me up for actually if I want something to happen I actually can go out and get it myself rather than you know having to wait or what's the worst that could happen and that's been my motto the whole time is what's the worst that could happen they could say no I could give it a go and it doesn't work out. Like, no regrets, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, were you like that, Maddie, as a young child as well? Is that in your <laughs> DNA or did you learn that through opportunities through life? I actually think I probably, it is part of my DNA. I am very much an extroverted person, but, you know, everyone has those introverted qualities as well but yeah very much an extroverted extroverted person you know I and I went out and when I was maybe primary school and busked on the street with my clarinet raising money for our local charity and was always I guess yeah very much a like what I don't know driven I I I hear driven yeah (laughs) almost like that if you want something you go, you do what you need to do to make that happen. Yeah, definitely. Driven is what I sort of pick up from that. Yeah, definitely. And left oh, grade 10 of high school, travelled overseas, went on student exchange to Canada for three months, lived, you know, never been overseas in my life. My parents probably freaking out. And here's me, you know, scared because obviously it was a new adventure, but I wanted to do it and came back and it was, you know, the best experience. So very much a, yeah, go out and just why not? Honestly, like, the, and, you know, I've gotten so many amazing memories as well, but yeah, I definitely have that drive. Um, yeah. And that, and that, and that comes with downfalls as well. You know, something doesn't, doesn't go my way. <laughs> I'm very much a perfectionist when it comes to, you know, how I work. 
So yeah, learning how to adapt to that and be okay with it not going your way as well, which, you know, oh, is I'm going to come back to that in a minute. You remind me of my daughter who <laughs> is also very, very driven and she at year 10 wanted, actually probably in about year seven, she wanted to go on a student exchange. And I thought year seven, you know, 12, 13 year olds, probably a little bit too young. So each year it was like, you know, can I go, can I go, can I go? So in year 10, she went to live in Italy and Mm. it was a very big growing up experience for her. And, you know, not all of it went smoothly, but the resilience of being able to how to manage that on her, she had to get herself out of some tricky situations on Mm. her her own. And it was, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it is. Isn't it? The student exchange, like that's a wonderful experience. Such yeah, a definitely. Experience. Yeah. Canada would have been cool. Yeah, it was amazing. And I'm like the oldest, so I have a younger sister. So I think that also comes with, you know, yeah. just being a leader, being, you know, a role model um, and showing yeah. that, you know, what's, you know, let's take that jump. And so, you know, I think that was probably part of it as well, you know, trying to be that inspiration for her, which probably came with it as well. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, when you were saying that sometimes on the flip side of it, that, you know, being driven, Mm. and wanting to do things and wanting to do things well and that perfectionism tendency, Mm. what have you experienced with that? Like has that worked in your favour or worked against you sometimes? Well, (laughs) I think definitely if I didn't have that, then things would just be left and not not completed, I suppose. So that's, I guess, the positive to it. The the negative, I suppose, as well is being very hard on myself and maybe not getting things done straight away because it's not going to be perfect or, but, you know, I've kind of hopefully like, you know, tried to learn very quickly. And I think that's a big part of what I've done is I've learned very quickly things. So, you know, I would always say yes to every project and, and then you just realize you actually can't, your physical, your physical body is not meant for that and you burn out very quickly and so I found that out in you know well before I turned 23 so I've learned to be able to say no which I think is a very important um, there's lots of do you know what there'll be lots of women here that will be very very envious of that and Mm. I know it's not a comparison trap or anything like that but there's a lot of women that I work with that's one of the things that they find really challenging is how to say no without feeling guilty and it's almost like this feeling of if I say no that's a sign of weakness oh 100% and I I have that like every time I say no but the reality is that if you don't you know manage what you do then you burn out and you actually you can't do anything that you said yesterday so like of course that's come with guilt um especially with I guess building my career is if I say no, I won't get this or I won't yeah. get that. And there's things that I don't say no to and there's things I will. So, you know, you prioritise or you, yeah. you figure out what you say yes and no to. But at the same time, it is so important because otherwise you burn out and like, you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not efficient, efficient with it. Yeah. And I find that you're really out of alignment. I know when I first started my business, I, like I was all very, always very intentional about the type of work that I would do and the clients that I would have, mm-hmm. but there'd be some work that was just on the mm-hmm. kind of the periphery of what I wanted to do, but it was a cash flow, and it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll yeah. do those jobs, but I would never sell my soul for jobs. I would never ever sell my soul, but there was one some jobs I'd kind of go, yeah, I'm doing this because cash flow is a bit tight. 
but luckily through the years, I don't have those choices now, but I'm yeah. very much about being in alignment with the work that I'm doing, mm-hmm. what I'm here for. And sometimes, and I, I know other people that have their own businesses, especially small businesses, it's like, oh, where's that next job coming from? If I say oh, yeah. no, if I say no to that job, what's the flow on? Because it's, yeah, it's yeah. weighing up, isn't it? It's really oh, weighing 100%. up. Yeah. yeah. And like, I definitely acknowledge like my privilege right now. Like I've been able to stay at home with my parents. Love that. Yeah. Rent is very expensive. But yeah, so I do understand that I do have that privilege of actually, you know, maybe saying no to, you know, the next job because it's not aligned to what I want, yeah. you know, my values or something like that. And that might change. Again, it's that stage of life, right? Like right now I'm in that stage of life where I can be a little bit more flexible, you know, the next five years that might look completely different and I need to take on that. So, but I always think I will come back to how much is too much and to you actually physically can't do enough. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's been a learning curve, right? Like, and I, for me, it's been really lucky. I've I've learned that very quickly, but for others, it's, it's not a quick process or it's you stuck in your way and you keep on going on that train. It's harder to get off. So I definitely have been able to get off that train very early. So, and it's good. good. I I think that's amazing. (laughs) And it sounds, sounds really great to be able to do that. So what is, so you work as a reporter and a journalist with the local radio station. So you start at 4.30, don't you? I do, yeah. So um, most days, yeah, well, yeah, breakfast, radio. 4.30 um, a.m. That's 4.30 a.m., folks. Yeah. 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 And you have to travel into. Yeah. So, yeah, I live in good old Queanbeyan and, yeah, travel, you know, half an hour to work. Wake up at 3.30, travel about, you know, 4 o'clock and be here by yeah. 4.30. Again, it's that one of those things that right now it's what I, what I, what you choose to what do, I, you're what choosing I'm in, to do what that. What I'm in yeah. right now, exactly. Yeah. But long term, I don't know what that looks like as well. But <laughs> right now, it, uh, some mornings feels like I don't know if it's the right because it, yeah. it sucks getting up. very. It's very early. I must. That's a tough gig. How do you, are you a naturally mo- a morning person? No. <laughs> oh, dear. No. Oh, dear. no. Um, so when I started the job in April, I was... Oh, look, the last, the only times I would get up for at, you know, 3.30 or 4.30 was when you went off to school camp, right? So <laughs> it's been a very big adjustment. Yeah, even, you know, even I go, have to go to bed at 7.30. So my whole social routine has changed a lot as well. I physically have to be a grandma and go to bed at, <laughs> at a reasonable time. Um, so look. Maybe I'd be perfect if I had kids right now and I would go to bed with my kids. But right now I go to bed and everyone else is awake around me. But again, it's, I guess, what I've chosen to do right now. But sometimes it sucks. <laughs> sometimes it sucks. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm, in a, I'm a morning person. Mm-hmm. That's super early morning. So you rock up and you prepare for the day so are you doing reporting on local current events and yeah yeah so we kind of do like an hourly bulletin I suppose what you'd say and that runs throughout the day I'm lucky in the sense that I'm in regional right now and or regional news got a you know, as as everyone has seen, regional news has got a big, you know, big cuts to how they process it. So I work out of Canberra. I work till about 12.30 and then I go home for the last, you know, four or plus five or whatever, six months. 
I've been uh, doing uni when I would finish. So right. that that process is just never ending or never like, you know, yeah. trying to find that balance of social or me time. And it's a little bit, it won't change too much, I suppose. I, I run a small business. I yeah. run, yeah, Maddie Greenbread on film and the same thing happens, right? Like I, or, you know, go home and edit. So, yeah. but I I don't know any other way, but I also know that, you know, Friday night, tonight I'm going to watch the Taylor Swift movie. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but my friends are going and, of course, yeah, I you know, need that need that social time and that um, time with my friends. So there's ways around it. But it's, it's weird. It's definitely a weird adjustment, that's for sure. <laughs> I think what you were saying before too about being driven, so you've, you're at uni, you're working full-times, and running a small business, operating a small business, there's a lot there. Yeah. To me, it sounds like that they're the things that are important to you and, you know, you fit your your friendships and your social in. Mm. It's not like you've kind of let, let those go completely, but you fit them in. But it's to me that ties in with you being driven about what you want and being able to make it happen. And as you said, that may or may not be what you do moving forward. It might be a different cadence with things, but it's about doing what what you do for where you're at. I think that's yeah, great. Exactly. I think that yeah. sounds really great. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely that drivenness, but it, there's definitely times that, like, you know, there'll be a massive, and it has been, there's, there's a massive project or a massive bit of uni, and that's had to prioritise. Yes. So, you know, I've had to balance something like, it's yeah. okay, Maddie, you're going to be okay to, you know, not see your friends for a couple of days. They're not going to go anywhere, get this done, and then life will go back to a little bit of normality. So there there is periods like that, and I think everyone has that, of you know, having to, I think that's actually becoming an adult, to be honest, is having these periods of actually, no, I need to just prioritise this part of my life right now, but everything else is going to be okay. It's still going to float along under the surface and it'll be there for, you know, when you want to go back to it. So, yeah. When we were at Happiness Hangouts the other night, we were talking about our kind of life mottos or important mottos in our lives. And one of the women shared hers was, this too shall pass. Mm. (laughs) You know, whatever you're going through, Mm. it, it will pass. So when we're in that busy period of life, that busy season, for me, it's about focusing on what I need to do and that it's not going to be there all the time. It's yeah. sort of, you know, and some things do fall by the wayside. And in my life, it's all the stuff surrounding me. Like I have this little trail of destruction that I sort of half finished bits and pieces mm-hmm. because I'm in a busy, you know, that the last probably six weeks has been particularly busy. I'm in a bit of a wind down mode. So one of those big projects is coming to to completion. So now my job is to go and fix all that trail of destruction that I've left everywhere. But it was like, you know, I can't do everything. I can't do it all. And I am not going to beat myself up to try and do it all. You know how some women, and I've been there and sometimes dip into it, that superwoman going, we have to do everything immaculately. I don't think we do. I think we need to give ourselves permission that, you know, whatever we're doing, focus on the, the important bits, yeah, the, the big bits, and then the others will just fall into place. 
Exactly. And I found that, and I, it's one of those also, you know, there's so many learning curves, right? But um, I would be the type of person that would have to do it all on themselves, so, like on a, yeah. my yeah. own. And of course, then if something went wrong, then it all just kind of like piled underneath me and yeah. I just couldn't. So I've actually learned to like ask for help. And I know that's such a simple thing, but it's actually really hard you know, a simple ask, but it's a really hard ask. So yeah, actually asking, you know, or I need more time or people are, they, I guess people do understand. And I know there's restrictions to, you know, how that works, but for the most part, or even, you know, asking your family or your partner to be able to cook because you need that time to be able to. So yeah, definitely having that, I guess, and and it's like really cheesy. And I talk about it with women all the time that I interview, but having that team around you is so important, but it's also really hard to find that team. So, you know, taking the time and it's okay to one person, you know, that, that could be your team. So family, friends, people that don't even know business or people that do know business, but just having those support networks. So, you know, when things go crashing down, you're not alone, which is important. I think that's so important. That's come out in the theme of a couple of the other interviews that I've done as well, that having that people, your support network, Mm -hmm. the people who support you in not just when you're down, but in helping you to rise up as well. And the people Mm -hmm. that hold space for you and, you know, really being discerning about who that team is. And mm. and we, we need to work at that as well. Like the beautiful Canberra Woman event that we went to, mm. that's part of that community, you know, that Gabby's created this really beautiful space to for women to connect and get to know each other. And yep. that's part of forming that team as yep. well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's so many teams and all, you know, types of teams as well. So finding, you know, the team that you go to for work things or finding the team that you go to for personal things, it's all because really you can't do anything alone, right? Like mm. as much as we think we can do it in the end, even if it's it, just a debrief, that's important. Yeah. And then it does make it easier for us to ask. And because yeah. that's one of the things I found very difficult is to ask for help because that was in my mind, I don't know if it was ever said to me, but I had put the meaning on it that that means that I'm weak and I can't mm-hmm. do it. And, oh, yeah. and you know, even I'm not sure if my old neighbour listens or not, but <laughs> when we used to go away on holidays and wanted somebody to look after the dog, I'd always say to my husband, can you go and ask the neighbours if they'll look after the dog? And he's going, why can't you bloody do it? Like you talk to her all the time. I'm going, oh, but that's just, it felt, it physically felt hard for me to ask for such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. And he would just go and say, oh, we're going away for the weekend. Can you like a look after the dog? And they go, yeah, sure. Like anytime. And it's just funny. Yeah. It's funny. The meaning sometimes, isn't it? That we put on things like that. Mm, Yeah. I think that just comes with, I don't know, like the perfection part of it. Like, and then you're talking about weakness, right? Or what other people are going to think. In the most of the time, no one cares. But nobody's even thinking about us. Exactly. But for some reason, we all have that in us that we're so. I I don't know. I don't know what it is. It must be some type of human thing because I think everyone does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like. Yeah, not even females, like males as well. Like it, just everyone and. No one cares because so everyone cares, like, is so worried about themselves. Yes. 
that in the end no one cares but for some reason even if someone tells you that 50 million times yeah it, the process still doesn't remove so yeah yeah you <laughs> there's see that, that a lot do you see that a lot? So you, you, you've you finished your journalism degree. You've been working as a journalist anyway, and you're running your own business as Maddie Green Photo and Film, so photography and film, film videography, filmography. Yeah, videography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so you do a lot of events and families and weddings and bit of everything really right well you know how we were talking about like I can't even remember at this this conversations yeah Yeah, we've kind of gone all over that (laughs) but um like just that that finding your niche and that's kind of what I've had to do with my business is find you know that niche so it is weddings families and events but I also love doing other you know other things because it keeps it interesting um so I do random like I'll do not random but I'll do branding stuff headshots like I did yeah, at yeah. Happiness Hive and it just keeps it interesting with my business but yeah you were saying sorry you yeah, know I was going to ask you that when you're photographing yeah and we were talking about that energy that we carry around weakness asking there was something mm-hmm. I was going to ask I was going to go down the path that to pick up do you pick up that energy when you're taking people's photos are people confident having their photos taken? So it's a really big thing. And I think we've also really discovered yeah. that confidence is a really very much a changing thing of confidence means different things to different people. And there's a limit to what some people can bring yeah. and some people can't. I don't know whether like I, my clientele and I attract a particular client that is quite confident. But at the same time, like, you know, your average family who doesn't have their photo taken, I still am able to experience that with them. And it's the whole question of how do I pose or yeah. what do I do or, like, what do I do with my hands or yeah. self-confidence, you know, it's yeah. confidence, right? But and I also really find it hard to I guess pose people not from a like I can't do it technically but from a it's not natural a lot of the time like there's things that we can obviously do to enhance you know us feeling comfortable but at the same time and I think we discovered that happiness hype was it isn't about what's actually happening it's more just like the the reasons behind and why we're not confident so it's simple, you know, like I'll always meet with my clients before, and especially if I've never, like with even with family clients, like I'll talk to them over the phone or I'll try and get as much information of what they are as a family, like who they are as a family, what do they like to do. And it's never just stand in front of the camera and smile. It's a lot of interaction, a lot of candid. And that's the same thing with what I encourage, you know, my clients to do as even when they're not with, me for a session is taking photos you know on their iphone and being able to capture those candid moments just like we do you know what i try to do in my photography in their everyday life because obviously i'm not going to be there every day but there's so many things that should be captured and i think that's that's actually why i got into photography and videography was because I have so many memories as a kid on photos on video and you know my travels is captured all through that so I can look back at that and like, you know, they sit in the cupboard, but I can always bring them out all. And it brings up so many of those memories. 
a simple taking a photo while having dinner, you know, at a nice place or home dinner, you know, that, that's memories that mm. your, you know, your kids can look back or you can look back and go, remember that. And it didn't have to be like a crazy moment that you need a photographer for. And really, I think that's when the confidence starts to build is simply by, you know, taking the photos. I have photos that I take that they don't get shown anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And like that, like that doesn't matter. Like they're still in the book for memories. We're very much a public social media generation life right now. And to be honest, like there's, there's times that I'll put, you know, the, the perfect photo up as well or, or like, you know, I don't. I'm not posting every minute of the day, but it's just because I'm not feeling like mm. a feeling like it. And mm. I guess that comes with confidence of not confidence being like, I'd be happily be able to share. You know, but that's stuff that I like to keep of like on my own as well. So there's like that element of not everything has to be posted as well. Mm. I think, and there's so much to that that topic. And we discovered that at Happiness High was just figuring out. And we use the camera as a tool to, you know, to get people in that first step. But the hope was that, you know, by talking why maybe there was that lack of confidence in inverted commas, Mm -hmm. why it was, why have you never tried, you know, taking photos before? And then as well, I think the standout, and I don't know, just the standout from that was, and because I am not at the stage of, you know, kids right now, Mm -hmm. but just even thinking was, you know, one of the amazing ladies had not taken photos and so her kids had not taken photos and so that that cycle was continuing. She didn't think, I think she just didn't, she wasn't thinking about what, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I, yeah. I know, I know exactly yeah, uh, there was, who you were talking about and I think it was that she didn't feel confident, she didn't like how she looked in photos so therefore she was always the one that took the photographs yeah but yeah. didn't take a lot and then when you were talking about creating memories mm, it changed it was, that they changed, changed her perception yeah. Yeah. and the legacy of having photos just showing up in and and what you had said was it's about capturing a moment in time mm. it's not about how you look and having you know hair and stuff it was about capturing a moment in time that is a memory mm-hmm. and when and and so just to, to give the listeners a little bit of background what we did at that it was a couple of months ago Maddie came and we used the camera as a tool about confidence and we we had a discussion about how people feel having photos taken showing up you know being visible in their businesses and in their lives and we had a really beautiful discussion around that. And that in itself was very empowering. But then Maddie took headshots, took photos of all the women that were there. And she did exactly what she described in how she does it. It was sitting, chatting, capturing them in the, in the moment. And there were some beautiful, beautiful photos around that. But this particular woman, she said, so she embraced the moment and she had photographs taken and she had said to me afterwards she said that was so liberating Mm -hmm. that it helped me to look at things different look at myself differently but to look at what photographs represented differently and that was just you know so powerful Mm -hmm. so powerful through the conversation of 
you know, a lot of women, we, you know, sometimes I feel comfortable, sometimes I don't. And to normalise that conversation and we're not, you know, it's, it's about embracing who we are and the camera just captures that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it was actually more like I knew I would obviously get stuff out of it as well, but just those conversations, I don't think we openly talk about it enough just because, I don't know, we just we just don't talk about, you know, how we're feeling all like that deep and but it just it kind of it did release like these things of being like actually or just even looking at you know the idea of forgetting the Instagram social media yeah and thinking about you know the printed photos in the photo book or and changing that whole thing of being like actually no you know we're creating photos not for a feed but for the people in you know to look back and to keep and one of my main things is print out your photos like honestly even if it is at Kmart it doesn't matter just print them out and you can do like amazing like photo books with them these days and I don't know I think like because I look back and I've got like you know all my baby albums and then my mum would do like year on year books of you know like when we were growing up and it just triggers all these memories or it doesn't even trigger memories. It just shows your kind of, it just puts it in. And especially like we are very much social these days and yeah. digital. It's just all in one place. And it's just like, it's like a memory, it's memory books, right? So um, I haven't printed yeah. a photo for years. I haven't printed yeah. a photo for years. I might do that. Do you know what yeah. I find? And I'm sure you and the listeners are, are familiar with my story, but when mum passed away when I was 12, I look back at the photos from that time through to my 20s. You can see the sadness and the yeah. you can see that. And I was doing a big decluttering process at the moment. And there were some local paper photos of me in the local paper as a teenager leaving school or something. And I was so sad. And yeah, I just felt sad for me in those photos. And now that the photos represent where I'm at in life as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even looking back on that and going, yeah, I've, I've come a long way. And as much as I don't love looking at those photos, they do represent who I was. And yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. We yeah. even did one of the studies that I did, I, I, I was doing some spiritual psychology and I remember they got us for one of the weekend workshops. We had to get a photograph of us as a baby before mm -hmm. we were maybe two. And we had to get this photograph and then just look at ourselves as a baby. And what was the kind of the messages and what did we see in ourselves then? Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I was sassy. I was like <laughs> this little, I reckon I would have just been over 12 months sitting in a pram and I was just full of attitude. <laughs> like it was interesting to going, wow, wow, that was that, you know, that's because before we're all, before we have a lot of that conditioning and mm. stuff and mm. it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's an interesting version of me. <laughs> I think that's the cool thing is like those versions. So obviously, like you know, you look back to the photos when your mum passed away and as much as, yeah, you said they were hard to look at, they bring you back and they it, it, it is a part of your life and it's yeah. a part of how you are and who you are today. So I know I don't want to say it's a, it was a trigger, like, but it is that trigger of being like, wow, I have come so far. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's even like 
I have no idea. You know, you take a photo today and you're just from like there's this thing called be real on your phone, which I haven't like probably used it, but it takes a photo every day, different times throughout the day, but it just you have to take it right there in the moment. Oh yes, I've heard, which, I have heard that yet. Which like is what it's it's basically, you know, another reason to get on your phone. That's why the app was created, right? But <laughs> in the end, it actually has a really good purpose is who cares what you're doing in that time, that moment? Just take it, right? Like I think, and we have so, I like I'm going through the problem right now that I have too many photos on my phone and my storage on my phone <laughs> is actually making my phone not work. So there is that issue there too, but hard drive, print them out. Like, you know, there's so many ways of just taking these photos and like, yeah, iPhone, obviously it is so lovely to, you know, have a photo with a professional photographer and you know have that session as well because in that turn it makes memories right that's the whole experience of hiring a photographer is you get these photos but you get to share these experience with your family or your partner so that's kind of like the idea of experiences having that experience but also capturing the moment that's why like I always like you know, encourage my clients to where, where's a where's a place that is important to you, yeah. or I've got an upcoming wedding that we do like a pre shoot before, and their first date was at a bowling alley, so we're going to the bowling alley. So you know, like there's these, and then that will be included in their wedding video. So there's all these things that it almost brings it back to the core memory, and I think that's the idea of the photos. You looked back at your photo yeah. when you were younger. Yeah. And it was a core memory of yours, yeah. whether it was bad or good, yeah. but it was still that. And then you look back at it and you're like, that was a, like a memory and those experiences. Yeah. Again, there's, there's so much to unpack, right? But um, yeah, And it's interesting, isn't it? I love what you say about capturing the moment. And, you know, and some people capture the moment in their minds. Mm. You know, that's also beautiful to be able mm. to do that. But I think having that legacy as well, like the woman that was at Happiness Hive, that really shifted her perspective going, oh, yeah, it's it's not really about me. It's about me creating memories and capturing memories for my kids as mm. well. So that was, yeah. that was actually very beautiful. And I think some of that discussion too was around about not feeling comfortable with who they were and having the, the record of who they are. And so that when we were talking about it, the camera was a tool. It's really about what is it that you don't feel comfortable with and yeah. then how can you work with that? That's where I sort of think it is about, well, what are the bits you're not comfortable about and let's unpack that. So you're right, it is a very deep and yeah. complex, <laughs> complex yeah. um, system. The, the confidence. And I don't think anyone has the answers as well. Like obviously we can talk about it, right? But everyone is so individual and really humans are complex, right? So there's going to be so many and there'll be years that, you know, you love having your photo taken. There'll be years that, you you know, you just not feeling like that. But there's just something and I think that it always brings it back to there's just something about capturing that moment and that's, you know, why I got into photography, why I got into videography. I, you know, I've studied for the last four years. Um, a lot of it was like short film, so, you know, fiction kind yeah. of things. But my passion is nonfiction, right? Like documentary, yeah. actually capturing. That's why I love weddings. That's why I love 
family sessions. That's why I love journalism because it is capturing that moment in all different types of mediums. And at the same time, it is storytelling, right? We, we look back at our life and we basically tell a story of our life, right? It's the exact same thing. It's not made up. It's what's really happened. There's high highs and lows. There's, yeah. You know, the prince comes, the prince doesn't come, like all those things, right? But it's real and yeah. it's raw and people yeah. are feeling like true emotion to it. Yeah which is really hard, right? But there's something powerful in it. But at the same time, we need that escape and that's why I do like fiction stuff. But, you know, there's so much shit that happens in our own lives that, you know, we don't need movies sometimes. I was was going to say some people's (laughs) lives are um, that. So so what would your tips for listeners who maybe aren't, feeling confident about themselves and and in any whether that's about being photographed or anything and there's lots that we've talked about Maddie that's already come out but what would your am I putting you on the spot around that a little bit only because I have to think about it it's complex you know I think there's a lot that's come out of there there's a lot that's come out of there I think what I was hearing you some of the key things that you were saying is just to really embrace the moments that are happening and then you know don't think about the posing and don't think about the outcome capture Mm -hmm. you in the moment it's almost like this freestyle just be freestyle living and don't (laughs) overthink things is what I was sort of picking up from, from you yeah with your business photo and film so you you're running that business at the moment what are your plans in the future? Like what, this is a big question as well. Do you see yourself staying as a journalist? Do you see you being a filmmaker? Mm-hmm. Like what's kind of buzzing around for you, you think? <laughs> my, It's funny to bring it up because my friend messaged me like a quote or something the other day and I can't exactly remember what it, yeah, I'll find it, because it just kind of was like, oh, goodness gracious me and it it was like a bit morbid what I said but at the same time I was like so she sit back said so and it's like a it's like a meme so I had a wedding in my calendar for this Saturday and I was very stressed out because I didn't know whose it was and I was afraid I was going to miss it then I realized that it was part of my 20-year plan and I said it like five years ago, it's my wedding, I'm missing my wedding. Oh. <laughs> and and I and and I replied back and I just because five year plans, because we yeah. I don't know, there's something about five year plans to me. I replied back, I don't make five to ten year plans anymore because life is so all over the place. One minute you are going to Coles and the next you're in lockdown having to wear a mask and not only being able to go out for 20 minutes. So I have no nice idea. Nice answer. Right? Nice answer. I think that's a beautiful answer. <laughs> it's about Maddie's not going to miss her own wedding. <laughs> She's not going to plan so far in advance that she'll miss her own. Do you know what? I think that is absolutely a beautiful response that you <laughs> are very driven, very capable, but you're also very open to what is ahead and you're embracing your moments in mm. life and you're making the most. And I think as well, like, if I think back to, you know, when I graduated high school, right, so I'm at almost like that next stage of my life, yeah. graduate university, I also didn't think where I was going to be, like, you know, you just never know, oh. but there's always going to be things that are always going to stick within me, like, there's things that are going to change, I'm always going to storytell, 
some way or another. There'll be different projects that I work on at different times. But, you know, I do standard photos each year. I did it. I started during COVID because, you know, more sanders stopped being a thing. And so I now do Santa in the park. And I had like a midlife crisis this year because my Santa, my regular Santa didn't want to, he was exhausted, fair enough. Yeah. He's been doing it for the last, you know, three years. And he's like, oh my God, like I thought to myself, oh my God, I'm not going to have like to be able to provide this like amazing memory for these kids that, yeah. you know, were newborns when they first came and then now they're walking around or running around and all that. So I know I'm going to storytell somewhere or another, worked it out, <laughs> but it also came back to, you know, like I, I, this is a service, but at yes. the same time, this is something that I want to give back. Yeah. I want to give an opportunity for, you know, yeah. the families to be able to have. So when I think five, 10 years in the making, there's always going to be those things, giving back to the community, whether that is through storytelling, photography, videography, you know, journalism, however yeah. I'm doing it, whatever platform I'm doing it from. And look, I don't think that drivenness will go away. There might be mm-hmm. times that I'm exhausted and I actually just, you know, need a break and I think that's okay. Or, you know, things like, you know, family come into plan or travel needs to happen. And I'm open to all of those things. And I think that's the exciting thing. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't even know what I'm doing, like what I had for dinner tonight. So <laughs> like we just have to, there's always going to be those cool things, right? And how they are presented in your life. We'll wait and see, right? Yeah, stay tuned. There's always something in the works with Maddie Green, so that's for sure. (laughs) I love that because I'm (laughs) further along my life journey than you are and I look back and I can see those threads because I reckon when I was your age as well, I I was just starting to come out of my funk of starting to to discover that there was some amazing opportunities available to me and I had no idea what was going to unfold and now looking back on the the 30 years that has unfolded it's amazing and I can see how everything was kind of meant to be for me at the time mm. I couldn't see that and I don't think I would have wanted to to have been that planned out about things so mm. it'll be beautiful to see <laughs> you know as you progress along just what unfolds I think that's a beautiful, yes. I think that's a really beautiful space and don't get me wrong it's really hard to lack because I'm a very much a planned person so you know <laughs> ideally I would love to plan out the next 10 years of my life but realistically that's just not gonna happen not so gonna you happen. know you just have to let it flow. Everything happens for a reason, as much as that's cheesy. And, yeah, we'll see what happens. Not cheesy at all. <laughs> um, Maddie, where can our listeners find you? Yeah, so I, well, I guess my journalism, my my journalism page, um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is it? My branding page, right? My mm-hmm. who I am, maddiegreen.oz. So that's there. And then for business and for photography, videography, at maddiegreen.oz photo and film so yeah. we'll put those um, in the show notes yeah. we'll put those details so if anybody's looking for Maddie to do all capacities yeah yeah and you've got a podcast too don't you 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 yeah you work there's lots podcast, of things yeah. in the works and yeah we're, we're we're I'm you know I'm at that next stage right so everything is not to be con- well, it's to be continued TBC right <laughs> to be continued <laughs> oh my gosh Maddie that's just been beautiful thank you so much and 
Big hugs and happiness to you. (laughs) And I would love for our listeners to rate and review the podcast so we can get it into as many ears and hearts as we (laughs) possibly can. So whatever platform you're listening on or watching on, give us a big shout out. Love that. So thanks, Maddie. Kath, it's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.